I stopped getting tattoos like at when I was like 35. You did, you don't see any hair in that area? Yeah. Oh, that's because I shaved my balls. <laughs> that's that's the smart humor that we have. So this is going to be an interesting podcast. Interesting, interesting. Because the more I think about it, I, I love being funny and I love entertaining. But you know, at this stage in my life, even though I'm, you know, some will say, my God, you're so young. And that's true. I am so young. To certain people, with some people I'm old. You know, don't be 50 in June. <sighs> you know, some people, hey, what's it like to, you know... I see why people have midlife crisis now. I really do. I I get it because it's an age where you start summing up what you accomplished, where you're going, and what you're committing to. What does it all mean? You reflect on how many mistakes you might have made. What are the great things that you've done? What are the moments you remember most? how to get more of those moments. It's a lot that goes on around the stage. I'm not going to lie to you. And it doesn't help that my mom right now is, is uh, she's in hospice care. What does that mean? Well, long story short, what it means, it's kind of towards the end. Some people will say, well, it's not really towards the end. And hospice sometimes is related to death where I, I think in this case it kind of is. Let me, re- let me rephrase that. Sometimes you get hospice just to make care better. Um, I've only used hospice for passing. It's time to pass on. It's time to leave this madness. Madness. That we live in. It's t- it's, your time is, the clock is run out. It's over. At least here. Who knows what goes on after here, if anything. I'm hoping something, I don't know. I don't know what that something is, become a tree, I tell you. I kind of hope there's some type of reincarnation, because if we're just energies going around the world and we're energy or spirits caught in this in our skin, you know, is there a spirit in the freaking tree? Is there a spirit in the ground? You know, who knows, who's to argue that? And scientists like, well, you, know, you don't know. You have no clue whatsoever what can think, what can change things, what can grow. You just don't know. Anyway, I don't want to get too far off the beaten path. However, yeah, my mom's in hospice. About two weeks ago, she stopped uh, eating. She couldn't eat solid foods anymore. And, And even before that, it was... a. Around Easter, she looked horrible. She was slumped over. 
Um, it looked like she had a stroke. She was slowing in her words. She was, she couldn't swallow foods very well. She couldn't um, drink too much out of a straw because then she started choking. And so she wasn't walking anymore. She was dead weight. So I'd have to lift her up out of the chair to stick her in my car, which kind of been the scenario for almost a year now. I'll take her out, I'll bring her to the coffee shops, bring her to the house or whatever, or family event. Um, and I would I would bring her to my car in the wheelchair and lift her up and I said, Mom, you gotta hold on to the door, you gotta stand because you have to I'd have to stand her up and then put my knee behind her so she wouldn't fall, have her hold on to the door, quick push away the wheelchair to give me room to nuzzle in, get my knee be- from behind under her rear end so I can give her support and then kind of lift her with my knee and my arms into the seat and then adjust her and all that. So technically she couldn't walk for a while, but but when I saw her Easter, the whole family saw it, we knew even before that something was up, something, she was slouched over, she couldn't hold herself up. She fell, I would get calls. Almost the whole month of March I was on the road these are these moments where you know in your heart of heart what's going to happen and you have to make a decision and I knew in my heart of all hearts I'm going to be gone for almost all of March and during that whole month most likely no one's going to visit my mother and not that it's anyone's fault people are busy and they deal with things differently and have different relationships, so it's not a it's not a blame thing. It just is what it is, and I knew in my heart of hearts, no one was gonna no one was gonna go. Um, which, when you have elderly or just like a kid, you put him in a care, you have to really, really be on top of it. You have to call, you have to show up because, at the end of the day, yes, professionals. Uh, caretakers and all that in, in that industry yes so that unless you're on top of it or they're really involved they don't it's a job and it shouldn't be a job because we're dealing with humans but it's a job people so if you're listening and you got kids and you oh no this place is amazing you better tap in there once in a while you better listen to your kid and ask them what it's about and see how they really react when they talk about it because at the end, you can't put trust into someone you truly love and you're just leaving them in someone else's care. You can, but don't give 100% ever. It just opens the door for so many things. And they don't have to be like horrifying things, but they could be enough where like, you know, we don't need to pay attention to her. We should pay attention over here more because, you know, the family's gone for a while. And, but at the end too, I have my children. Three girls, you get one, one shot, one shot of raising your kids, and that had a huge impact on them. Some people don't want that responsibility. Some people say, "Well, you know, we turned out fine." That's true, but at the end, I really, really, really take a lot of pride and thought of, I want to be a good dad. I don't want to be the best dad in the world. I don't know if that exists, but I want to be a good dad. All my kids to look back and go, man, dad was really, mom and dad did a lot for us. Mom and dad helped me in this moment. Mom and dad 
got me over this hump in life that I was struggling with and I emotionally was lost and dad was able to steer us in the right direction and mom was able to steer us in the right direction. You want that, but at the same time, I'm also in a selfish business. I'm in a very selfish business. There's times where I tell my kids, yeah, you should really become an entertainer. And for me, am I a superstar? No. Am I A-list? No. Am I B, C? I don't know what list I am. I, I, I would say in Hollywood's eyes, I'm probably down in the C section. <laughs> Go to the C section for Mr. Brewer, C section. And thank God for Howard Stern. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I, Howard puts everyone on Howard Stern as an A-lister. He very rarely will have someone that's not an A-lister. And he allows me to go on there. And he allows me to be myself. I can't thank him enough for that. I really can't. But I'm not, I, I love everything I've done. You know, I remember being a kid and I said, I want to I wanna work with Pesci and De Niro and become an actor and, and Jack Nicholson and big actors. And I want to rock with the hardest metal bands that I love and I want to I said I want to you know be, be a Met or baseball player or be an announcer or whatever and I look at my life right now it, it, am I a movie star no one movie really one movie but it's a huge cult classic that's that's all I could have asked for so people work their whole careers they don't they're not even known or remembered TV do I have a series no do I, I, do I have a concert job? No. But it was on SNL. I did get to work with Pesci. I got a memorable sketch with those two. I get to work with Tom Hanks, Alec Baldwin, John Goodman, Kevin Spacey. The list goes on and on, but those, those are the, the cream of the crops, the A, A-plus listers. Great comedians, Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock and Louie, and I've seen all those guys. And I have no complaints, it's amazing. But time keeps moving forward, and I think, God, should I spend more time? This is where the midlife crisis, and yes, part of it is my mom. And that's another thing. My dad was so easy to put in hospice care and send him to the other side. It was easy. I was, I was in LA and I was working on this pilot thing and I got the call from my wife. She said, Jim, this one's bad. This may be it. Oh, are you kidding me? And I, she goes, no, this is, this is bad. You need to come home. I went, oh no. Oh no. And my whole life, all I want to do is just be with my dad when he passed. Just please, I begged my father. I, I begged God all the time. God, whatever it is, I begged it. Please don't let him be alone. Please let me be with him. And I flew home and I saw my dad. My, he was Friday. He had this, he had a uh, final stroke that did him in and he was. He was close to a vegetable, you know, his eyes was open, but he couldn't focus on you long, couldn't swallow, couldn't talk, couldn't make movements, couldn't, dad, wiggle your toes, none of that. So, it was feeding tube time, no way. And so it was easy. Not that it was easy, but it was, okay, let's bring him home and we'll move along in life and let him get to the other side. 
<clears throat> so my mom, now that she's there, I'm not gonna lie to you, this is, this is a thousand times harder. A thousand. <sighs> I, a part of me is tormented that she sits in a home staring out the window or staring at walls watching her friends die every day every other day there's a new friend at her table and the friend's dead a month later two months later i don't know how people live like that that's just it's part of life but we forget that even exists and do we even take the time to think of a an elderly person in that situation they know they're going i'm 50 and i go oh my god when am i out of here like if i'm completely healthy and amazing i should be hopefully good to at least 85 but one thing goes off you know i pull a hip <laughs> but now i gotta compensate for the rest of my body and this and i caused uh arthritis and this and that i mean it but to know like wow i'm definitely leaving you don't think about that stuff until you start hitting 50 like i am definitely out of here 20 years i'm 70 30 80 oh my oh my god Think of being an old person just sitting like, hey, what's your name, Ken? Nice to meet you, Ken. Where are you from? Gives you his whole life story. You share your life story with him. You have a laugh. He does old jokes. You talk about the good old times. And the next day, you're like, the next day, you're like, hi, I'm, I'm, I'm Ralph. Where's the other guy? I don't know. Guess he's dead. Holy crow. I mean, just, you know it's the inevitable. You're sent to the, to the graveyard. That is, uh, and y you know, that's the darker side of it. Of course, there's a lighter side. But I'm just saying that that, that is a reality. So my mom, she, she wasn't like my dad. I, I'm pretty sure she had a stroke. So I come back from March, and she is, she is not good. Her body is completely shot. She's dead weight. I gotta go to the gym to work out on my thighs so I can lift her. And now she can't she can't eat solid foods. So I'm I, I call she went to a new establishment. I call I said, Can you check on urinary tract infection? Sometimes she lose her mind and this and that. And I said, No, right now her her urine everything looks good and I said, take her off half the drug she's on. It's got to be the drug. Something, because I would visit her and all her food would be dangling out of her mouth. Her head would be slotched over. It looked like she got shot. Instead of bleeding, it was food coming out of her mouth. Just, it was in her mouth. It was just dangling down her chin. Dude, it was madness. You ever see a baby? Like a little baby with a bib on, and it's just, it's on their chest, it's on the chair, it's on the table, it's in her. That was my mother. It's my mother. Pick me up from school, give me hugs. You want to cut school today? We'll go have Chinese food. Jimmy, I love you so much. You doing okay? Is there anything you need to tell me? My mother. She, she looks like she's three years old, three years old, 12 months old, food dangling out of her mouth, hanging her, knocked out in the chair because she just had too much boob milk out of it. It's, it, like, I can't, it, it wrecks you, and then you got to leave them. All right, well, uh, good luck with these nurses. <laughs> that, that are watching 14 other people just like you. 
Brutal. Absolutely brutal. So they talked about a, a feeding tube, and, and we tried to, listen, you know, no, 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 let's, let's try to work our way up, and we tried feeding her and feeding her. They pureed her food, anything she had. Oh, it's turkey dinner. Let's puree it. Mashed potatoes. Even potatoes, she could not get anything. She could only get down liquids, juices, maybe some applesauce, stuff like that. And I said, you know what? And she could barely talk, and she, her head was crocked down, and she would lean over to one side. And I said, and I said, well, you know, you might want to think of some deeper care. So I called, I called. I had my sister go and look at her, and she was. You could tell she knew too. And so we went into hospice. Let's get hospice. Let's bring mom back to my house where everyone could come and see her. Um, this way, you don't have to come to a facility. It's a mile and a half from my sister's house. Uh, there's grandkids in the air. Everyone, uh, us, we can constantly go in the room and monitor her. So, and the thing why my mom is so hard is she talks to you. She communicates. I took her off all the drugs, and in two days she would be clear as a bell talking to you. Although, she also has this, they, they say she has Alzheimer's. There's a good 20-30% of her that talks cuckoo. And I forgot to mention, during this time too that I picked her up, she started this new thing, which is why I think she had a stroke. She, she looks like she has Parkinson's. She's never had Parkinson's. Or, when you look at her now, is there food all over? Dude, it's a mess. It's a mess. It looks like a bomb went off next to her and she's just traumatized and it hit her nerve. So her arms shake repeatedly, both her arms, and she spells. So she'll say J-I-M, J-I-M-M-Y, J-I-M-M-Y, J, like a rain man, J-I-M-M-Y, J-I-M-Y, and I'll go, Jimmy, Jimmy. Yes, Jimmy's here. You're here. I, I, and then she'll talk. I miss you. Don't leave me. When you hear that too, my mom told me at the at the facility, don't leave. She spelt. This is what my mom spelt at the facility. She said, she's spelling H O M E H O M E H O M E. So mom, home. C A R E C A R E C A home care. Yes, home care. Yes. So you want me to take you home? Yes. J-E-R-K-S, J-E-R-K-S, J-E-R-K-S. Jerks? Yes. Who's jerks? Here. And, you know, it, I'm not going to make accuracy. You can't because at the same time, she's in, she's in a different environment and you don't know what her expectations are. And what she, so I'm not saying she was abused whatsoever. I visited her many times. She had amazing care, absolutely amazing care great people um but that's alarming and she couldn't so i said no it's time to take her home we take her home she talks whacked out she talks uh, crazy and she's dwindling away and as i speak right now i don't even know how she's alive she's only been having about maybe a cup of applesauce a half of insure those little bottles of insure for almost 12 days now and that's it she had a little beer one day she really wanted beer and now she doesn't really she sleeps 24 7 sleeps hard really hard deep breathing snoring 
but I started looking in the hospice book and it tells you um, it tells you the signs and what's coming and all that stuff and how to communicate and they still hear you and I sat next to her I have other situation going on too two situations going on right now in my life um, and I'm sure many of you do too many of you have a lot of situations going on and so I came back for I, I had to leave for a night and go visit some relatives that I want to be around they're going through some really heavy stuff and I came home I said mom I was whispering in her ear she looked like she was in a coma I said mom I had to go see you know X Y and Z so and so isn't doing great and it's it's gonna get heavy and she from a coma looks like she's in a coma whispered the name of the person I went to go visit or the name of the person that was in, that was having a tough time and she said is that person okay tell me how that person's doing are they okay I said well not really she went oh god how are her kids and I went what the f but she whispered it how like that, like a movie, man. You know, you see that in a movie. You're like, make sure you tell everyone I love them. No, no, Johnny, don't go. It was just like that. Just like, I'm not even exaggerating. So to know that, um, yeah, there's part of me like, am I killing her? Am I killing her? It, it's, I'm having a, it's, uh, I don't know, man. I'm glad to have you people to talk to. At the same time, it's my daughter's prom, and I'm working. I'm in, I'm in Illinois. I'm in Illinois working on the road. And what a... I feel like such a moron, selfish... I, I have a lot of bad feelings about me right now. My daughter has one prom, one senior prom in her life, and where am I? Staring at a, staring at a window, waiting to do a show in about eight hours. Uh, it's raining, and here's my mom dying at home. My wife's looking after her. I'm paying. We have, we have, 20, we have care that comes in all day. My kids, my other kid is, they're just finishing school. And it's my daughter's prom. Madness. What am I doing? What am I doing? Oh. And I gotta sit there and go, okay, uh, let's let's be funny tonight. Let's rock this show tonight. I have the band with me tonight. And we're do I'm working on this one-man show, comedy, storytelling, pretty heartfelt and funny thing. I, that is that is what drives me passionately. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uplifting, passionate, deep stories. I, I, it's anything that can inspire. I'm all about it. But you know, do I cancel everything? I, I, quite frankly, I'm sure I can afford to do that. But I don't know. I don't know if I can afford to do that. 
you as an outsider go, well, you must make this restaurant that. And well, that's true, but my kids, I have three kids, they do go to private, not going to lie to you. You know, so I don't want to say, oh, whoa, it's me, but... Uh, See, so yeah, I, I had to start venting. Like, whew, I got to... I'm questioning a lot of things going on right now. Questioning a lot of things. And I'm not going to lie to you. There's another one going on in my life. And I tell you what. I am married to the greatest, greatest woman I could ever found in my whole life. My wife is beyond amazing, beyond a saint. And I can honestly say, I think she's the greatest person I've ever spent my life with. I, 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 you know, I have best friends. I cherish my time. I, my, my, my wife has done more for me in my lifetime than I can ever think of. And, and, and that goes in my career, my balance of life. I just want to balance a career, family time, doing the right thing. And, and man, if my wife wasn't here, I can honestly say I don't think any other human being could do what she's doing. For the situation she's in. For a guy that travels and has to be creative and needs time. I mean... She is, she is a rock star. I didn't want to get really like motherfucking serious, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the shit just went that way. Did I throw you off a little bit? I'm back, man. No worries, no worries. You know, the last part of the uh, thing you were listening to, I you know, you go through emotions, and I was going through heavy emotion. I still am. I'm still um, in the middle of a uh, hospice. I'm driving right now to Philadelphia. The last time I was talking to you, I was actually um, heading to, what was that? I think it was Georgia. No. Philadelphia, doesn't matter, it, Philly, Chicago, wherever it was, Chicago, that's what it was, it was Illinois, um, so right now I'm heading to Philly, and this is a more positive thing, um, I'm doing a benefit tonight, and how this came about was, I'll just let you in a little bit, uh, we're going through a little something once again, and my family with uh, personal stuff. And so I was driving to Philadelphia, I was with my wife, and we were going, and, and it's a morning from Jersey to Philly, it's about a two hour ride. And as we're driving there, I hear on the radio about this guy and they're having a little benefit, like a little dinner or something, like a steak dinner or something like that. And I went, this guy is a vet, He's been Iraq, been Afghanistan, sergeant, uh, then became a police officer. And after becoming the police officer, 
He's settled down. You know, he's married, has kids. He has a daughter. I guess he has a daughter. And his wife is pregnant. And she gets diagnosed with cancer. And she chooses to not go through a chemo. She chooses to save the child and see if she can make it by not to, she does not want to kill the child because she knows if she treats herself, she's going to lose the baby. So she makes this decision. She doesn't make it. They save the baby. The baby's in an incubator, you know, struggling for its life to survive. And now here's this guy. Are there worst cases? Yes. But I, I, as I was driving, I went, oh my God, I, I can't imagine. These are the moments where you look at your life and you go, I, I am so thankful for all that I have. Look at this man's shoes. He goes to war, survives, back, survives, becomes an officer, works his way up in the ranks, finally settles down, gets a wife, has a child a year later, and now he loses his wife, who, who sacrificed her life save her child so I, I called up the I, I, then I went away I went away and I was leaving then we were leaving the next day I was out of the country came back I couldn't stop thinking of this I couldn't stop think, I, I just wanted to do something for this guy and uh, I hunted down the, the radio station a station for Preston and Steve out of Philly I asked him about it this guy Max Who's the officer that said yes? I said, I want it. let's do a show. Let's let's see if we can get people in a room, do a show, and we'll do a benefit. Which sometimes, believe it or not, can be tricky. If you're, you know, doing a benefit is an amazing thing, but if you're contracted to perform somewhere close, it gets really tricky, and the venue can drop your contract, and you lose your paycheck and all that. And I really didn't care. I said, screw it. I'm playing Atlantic City, and this venue is very close, uh, but in Philadelphia. And it sold out 10 minutes, not even 10 minutes, sold out. So that's where I'm heading right now. You know, me and this officer, we've been texting back back and forth to each other. He's like, hey, how's your situation? I said, yeah, you know what? Right now it's good. Every, day's a, every day that I can, we can laugh and make each other laugh, it's a good day. So all is good right now. And... That's where I'm heading right now. So I want to start bringing this back to an uplifting thing. And I have to say, we did some shows this weekend. When I say we, with the band, we played Peoria, Illinois, which I think was an absolutely bone-crushing show on many levels. It was my one-man show that I wanted to do, but in the raw, I told heavy stories about Chris Farley and... What I really got out of Sunday Life, the more the sentimental world, the more of the the deeper part of life, the, the questioning, the vanity part, and and what does that really get you, and what are you willing to sacrifice for it? And it it's a uh, pretty intense stories, and they went so well. They went so well. There was one point where. I was telling this Chris Farley story, and I was and I was just saying uh, how it, it was it was tough to watch. Like the man was in 
serious trouble when I was there. And it's not that no one seemed to care, but when he was there to host, it was, you know, they had Chris Rock there as a backup in case something goes down. They they had a 24-7 nurse walking around. Like, don't you, should you just, I don't know, it was, it was the first time in my life where, well, I shouldn't say that, but it was one of the most powerful moments where I realized we're really just a product in that environment. It was just a product. And even though I know that going into it, when you see it firsthand, when you're dealing with someone's life, when I see it, uh, I, I remember even with a comedian, there's been comedians like Mitch Hedberg, and I don't, I don't get, if someone's got drug problems or someone has a serious problem where it may cost them a life, you you think, like, I don't know. I just think people would be more aggressive with their help or if I'm an agent, I'll go, listen, I'm not booking you. We need to get you help. We we need to, I don't know. It it was, uh, it definitely, there were parts that disturbed me more on a personal level when I was there. So that, anyway, I brought that to the stage and I would end it with funny and what I learned from life. And what I learned was my father, my father was this World War II vet. He could care less what you did for a living as long as you could stand there and have a conversation and be funny. You got any money? What? And just be funny with each other. He loved to laugh. Even though he never laughed. I never saw my dad laugh all that. His laughter was this. Ha, 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 that, that that was my dad howling at a joke. Absolutely howling. So for that part, I got to say, Peoria, Chicago, we played this place called the Park West. Didn't sell a lot of tickets. Not going to lie to you. Uh, Peoria did well. Uh, Chicago Park West did not do well. I mean, it did do terrible, but we could we could have a lot more people. But I will say this. It was – the crowd was phenomenal. I love that they had no clue that the band was there. And when I would go into the music, they freaking loved it. They loved it. So this whole idea of me creating this one-man show with deep stories and and going in a direction where it's more than just stand-up comedy. It's more than just music. It's, it's a show. It's a one-man theatrical show. And I'm hoping to launch this thing by the fall. And I... I think it's going to be the one of the best things that I ever put out there in my whole life. I'm not even kidding you. I'm being dead serious. And when I did these two shows, there was the greatest compliment that I got, which you you can't get a better compliment, was at Park West. I went out after the show and I said, "Hey, are you guys happy?" The promoters and the people that run the place are like, "Oh." The woman goes. Can I tell you, I am so sad for people that miss this show. This is one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my whole life. Like, what? Seriously? She goes, I am I'm completely blown away what I just saw. And that that is what I'm hoping to bring you, the listeners, and all my fans. And fans that people that don't even know me. That that's the key to the whole thing. Because it's more than just comedy, it's more than stories. It really is inspiring, it's powerful, it's moving, it's emotional, it's hilarious. I really hope you guys... And that, that was a positive, that was a big positive weekend for me. It was great to be around Allie and Joe. It's 
from the band and Mike and Eric, we laughed so hard making fun of each other. We make fun of each other hard. Joe is the biggest one. Joe is the biggest. Well, yeah, technically he is the biggest. Uh, I have what doctors call a little bit of a weight problem. But he's he's uh, he's quite the ball buster. I will say that. And we had a really good weekend. It was a great time. I got home. My mom is uh, closer and closer and closer to going to the other side. A really cool moment. Um, I then went to Rock and Range, where I got to see uh, my friend James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't see Lars. I did see Kirk for a little bit from Metallica, and I had a blistering headache because at the time I had a. An emergency flight I had to go to Philadelphia, and then the very last second that got canceled, and my wife said, "You need to come home. Your mom may die tonight or tomorrow morning." So I I bought a flight. I flew home early in the morning, and when I got there, my mom was definitely different. Um, but to me, she was trying to whisper. She has no energy anymore. She's almost coma state, and she's trying to whisper to me. And I'm patting her head and rubbing her fingers and telling her all these amazing things that I remember and laughing and whispering in her ear. And she's breathing deeply. And then my sister came and we were talking and we were laughing. And my brother, who lives three hours north of us, he was on the way. And my sister was going, Ma, you know, Bobby's coming. Bobby's on the way. And... I, you know, whether you believe in stuff, whatever, and it, it, she hasn't opened her eyes in a couple of days. She's, she has no strength. She's trying to talk to me and my sister really bad, but she's like, that's, that's what you, her mouth would move, breaths of air would come out. She was trying so hard to speak. And then about three hours later, my brother showed up and I said, Ma, look who's here. Bobby's here. Bobby just showed up, and when you know it, man, my mom, she started breathing heavy, and her eye opened up, and she put her hand up, and she whispered, she whispered my brother's name, and after that, the three of us were all together, and, you know, we were talking, laughing, cried, cried again, laughed, and all of a sudden, she just completely relaxed and her her breathing went into this deep deep so and she hasn't she hasn't changed since as a matter of fact her blood pressure keeps getting lower and lower and lower I'm doing the hospice care it's a powerful beautiful thing if you've never had the chance and I, I do feel blessed I, I am so thankful for God that whatever you believe in whatever's out there energies uh, whatever you think. Me, I, I used to say, oh God, please, please. So I'm going to say that. I am so thankful that I got 50 years with my mother at 48 years with my father. And I, I'm going to hold my mom when she passes over. And I got to hold my father when he passed over. And that... It's a, it's a, it's a graceful, beautiful thing. I don't know.
how to explain it, but I hope you all have that opportunity. One last thing. I want to, um, I've, I've got some uh, emails and stuff like that that were concerned for me and stuff. There's a bunch of you out there. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I really appreciate that more than you know. More than you realize. But I can tell you, I use this, I use this podcast to vent, to be more real, I, uh, more relatable. People can say, oh, my gosh, I'm going through the same stuff or I'm going through that stuff too, Jim. Or it doesn't matter what you do in life. Life is we all We all got things going on. It's how we plow through them, how we manage these and how we tackle them. And I can assure you, I'm always going to find the funny. I'm always going to find the funny. I go on stage and talk about my mom right now. I, just, I, I was up in New Hampshire. First night, took her in the hospice, and I said, I said, I'm not going to try to sugarcoat this. I need to tell you guys what's going on. And the whole room came to a complete silence. But you know what? By the time I finished talking, it was like we were healing each other. We were laughing hard. I would would crack them up, and then I would laugh up because I'd start howling because they were laughing so hard. So... At the end, I just need to flush this all out. And I, you're my buddies, you're my friends, you're my listeners, and I, I need that. I need that from you. And the therapy costs a lot cheaper just talking to you. <laughs> so, yeah, was this hilarious today? No. When the show don't be funny, I take my dick out and piss. <laughs> Sometimes you're not going to get hilarious. Sometimes you're just getting Jim Brewer and whatever. And well, lately it's been tough to round up Mike, too. Mike's like, oh, I got jiu-jitsu. When am I going to learn how to punch? Learn how to punch. When learn how to keep going. No! <laughs> oh, Daniel, sir. You always have to be hiding here. You're crazy. <laughs> oh, uh, you know. Are we doing it tonight? Because if I'm around... Uh... And yeah, I'm, I'm busting your balls, Mike, because... And and Mike is being sensitive to what's going on in my world, but at the same time, if if I don't... If I don't at the same time, if I don't feel excitement from everyone else, everyone's like, hey, man, I got an idea, and hey, man, we're going to do this, or hey, man, I got to come to the podcast tonight, I... I I feel they're not into it. And if they're not into it, then then I'll just talk to myself. And I'll figure it out on my own. <laughs> Miyagi have a hope for you. It's one of those deals. You know, it is what it is. I can only manage so much. And it is, I, at the end of the day, it's mine. So I could be a little more aggressive. But I'm not. I'm not. I need, I need a producer. I need a guy to help. I need the gang to get together and want to talk and hang out and all that jazz. But there's been a, a, a weird energy for a little while and I'm going to get it back and we're going to get it back and it's going to be cool. So with that said, 
next week. I really look forward to it. We're going to have some good stuff to talk about, real good stuff to talk about. We're going to talk, uh, I'm sure by then my mom would have passed. I'll tell you about the funny side of that, the weird side. Hopefully we'll do something with the guys. If not, that's okay. And I have some shows coming up. We're going to be playing Pittsburgh this weekend, Carnegie Hall, I believe, in Pittsburgh. Then I'm off to Niagara Falls. My daughter's graduating. My oldest daughter's graduating high school. So, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world of brew. Madness. The Brewdiverse keeps spinning round and round. Round and round. All right, man. Hope you get, Hey, thank you for listening. Thank you. You cheered me up. So, thank you. And we'll get together soon. I hope to see you out there on the road. Thank you. This show is dedicated to the loving memory of Doris Ann Brewer. Jim's mom, who passed away today, Wednesday, May 24th, 